In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Dad DeLorean podcast. We are on episode 28. 28? Are we on 28 episodes already? Yeah, we're on it. 28 episodes. What? Look at us here. Woo! Yeah, hope you guys are having a great week so far. Uh, it's early in the week, obviously, because it's only going to be Tuesday when this is coming out. But we are just having a good week. Had a good weekend. How about you? Did you have a good weekend? This weekend was very interesting for me because... It was one of those moments in a parent's life where you kind of start to realize exactly how much your kids really kind of take from you and how much they appreciate being involved in the things you're involved with. It was a one of those situations where this weekend our church was having a work day where you come out and do stuff around the uh, property because it hadn't been done in a while. I mean, let's be honest, like COVID kind of made it so that a lot of people weren't going to show up for a lot of things out side of their homes you know for a lot of churches i mean across the nation it's been kind of the situation is everybody's moved to online worship and a lot of people are kind of in a point where they're maybe okay with just staying in that format and for me personally i've always been more of a i have to be there in person and i mean throughout this whole process i've actually been involved in the live streaming and so i've been still kind of going into the building even though it was something where you know there wasn't a full crowd there I was helping out with the tech for stuff with the uh, different services, running the cameras, that sort of thing. And so for me, like, I very much need in-person contact. For me, it was a very different experience. So the thing that was interesting, though, was going into this, like I said that I was going to go to the workday on Saturday, and my four-year-old son, Alton, goes, well, can I come too? Now, as a parent, you kind of sit there and you go, how much is a four-year-old really going to do? Like, you know, you get them up early, you go to this thing, and they have to, you know, pull weeds or, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I didn't know how this was going to go. I don't remember doing anything like that when I was four years old. And so I think to a certain extent, I'm sitting here going, I would probably have been totally useless at four years old. Why would he even want to do this kind of thing? But I decided, you know, after talking with Amanda, we're like, you know what? He needs to see people working together to kind of serve out there and doing something that's not really, you know, it's not like we're getting paid to help do anything at the church, that sort of thing. It's volunteer time, really, is what it boils down to. And so getting to do something to help out without, you know, getting any necessary reward out of the deal. And... 
it was a very eye-opening experience for me, especially because I didn't realize how good of a helper he was really going to be. And one of the things that like Amanda and I always are praying about is that as the boys grow up, that they continue to have sweet spirits, but that they also want to be servants for others, just to help others out and be willing to help others out. And he... We got there an hour late because I am impervious to alarms, and I set an alarm for like 6.30 in the morning, slept straight through it, woke up just before 8, so there was no way I was going to get there by 8 because I wasn't up, Alton wasn't up. So we got up, we went and got coffee, got there, rolled in just a little bit before 9, got assigned to what we needed to do to help out, and... I told Alton, okay, this is what I want you doing. He's like, okay. And so he started picking up branches of stuff that had been trimmed in the planter beds and throwing them into buckets or into trailers, depending on, you know, what he was closest to at that point. And then he would go and he'd find other people and he would help them do the same thing. And for the majority of the three hours that we were there, he continued to do that. Like, just helping others. He, there was a break where he went into the truck and waited out some rain, and he got super excited because he's like, Daddy, I prayed that the rain would go away, and the rain went away. And he was right. Like, the rain had gone away. And so he was super excited about that and, like, got back out and went back to helping other people get the weeds picked up and thrown into their respective buckets the crowning moment, I think, of the day was was things were cutting to the point where we were winding down, and he had loaded up a trash can that was as tall as he was, you know, one of those big old 30-gallon deals. He wound up loading it up with branches, and then he and one of his other friends who was there proceeded to drag it, and he was actually doing the majority of the dragging. She was more just watching him and kind of eating on her snack, but he's making it his mission to get this across the parking lot to the trailer that I was standing in at the time. And like, just seeing that was just one of those moments where you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's actually doing this. (laughs) So then we go, you know, we get wrapped up for the day and I tell him, you know, okay, we're going to go. And as we're sitting in the car on our way home, I'm like, buddy, I just got to tell you, I'm really proud of you. You did a really good job and you were a really big helper today. He said, yeah, Dad, we did a lot of hard work today. Pauses kind of thoughtfully for a moment, and he goes, I couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, I don't know who was cutting onions in my car at that point, but I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, buddy, you know, but you did a really good job, and, like, just kind of making sure to praise him. Like, I I tried to make it as special for him as possible for the day because it was one of those things where he was really going outside of what you know, I really had done with him before and doing what he was asked and whatever anybody asked. Like, he was just like, I, yeah, I'll go do that. I'll go pick up those. You know, he's got his little gardening gloves and he's picking up weeds and tossing them in buckets. And like, you know, it's a little thing, but to see your child serving something outside of themselves where they're not getting anything out of it, or at least I didn't promise him anything out of it. I will say, you better believe I took him to Wendy's for lunch because he loves Wendy's and we never ever get to have Wendy's. And I'm like, nope, this kid is getting Wendy's today because I feel like I need to really provide him just a positive experience for the whole thing. And then he proceeded to come home with me and we needed to spread bark mulch. And so 
over the course of the day, I picked up a yard, no, two and a half yards of bark mulch to spread in our yard, and we started spreading it. And as I'm starting to spread it, he wanted to come help with that too. And so he brought out one of the rakes that I had and was helping me spread that and comes out to the truck with me as I'm loading it into the thing. And he's like, I wish you had a shovel the size for me. And I'm like, really, bud? Well, yeah, we wound up getting him a garden spade. It's a little bit bigger than he is, but it's small enough that he can handle it pretty easily. And he just took to helping me move the bark mulch out of the truck into the wheelbarrow. Like it, He's basically worked from 9 to 5 for the most part, yes, on Saturday. And it was incredible to see somebody that little deciding that he wanted to go and help out and just all of the work that he did over the course of the day. And when he got to the point where he was getting tired of it, I was like, buddy, you can go inside. You can relax for a little bit. I'm like, you did a lot more today than I would have even expected. And I'm very proud of you for that. And so giving him a lot of praise and words of affirmation just to say, look, I see everything you did today. You've done more than I'd expected from you. So it was it was a really, really wonderful day. It's one of those things, you know, you think about in the book of Proverbs where it says, train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they shall not depart. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're never ever going to rebel or kind of have their own opinions, and nor should it. But I think it's really one of those things where I think the core values that you instill in your kids from a very early age are something that they are going to carry with them for their life. And sometimes they will surprise you with what they take away from different situations. So that really, I think, was what it all came down to, is just getting to spend time with my son, getting to do that sort of thing. Austin's still not old enough where he would have been any real help there, but I'm looking forward to that point with him as well when he's able to come and help out. It was just overall, I mean, he just blew away my expectations, and I love the ability to have those moments with my kid and to really be able to just watch them grow and just the type of, you know, he's still, you know, he's four years old, but the type of little man that he's becoming in just, you know, he's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think any parent would necessarily say their child is perfect because we all have those moments with our kids where they're going to be exasperating and incorrigible and all of those fun things but at the end of the day he's a good kid and he did a fantastic job on Saturday I was really proud of him the church buildings grounds looked great at the end of the day and it was a large team effort it wasn't like it was just us but just getting to see him helping others do that that was a really big and kind of valuable moment for me as a parent to kind of look at him and say yeah he's doing good like you have moments where you doubt yourself as a parent or wondering am I doing anything right with this kid but the fact that his favorite part of the day when we talked at the end of the day about what was your favorite part of the day was that he got to go and help at church like that was a big deal and I just yeah I'm still a little emotional about it so all right, we're going to go ahead and head to our first break. When we come back, we are going to go to our streaming discussion and also probably going to be a little video game discussion in there too. But uh, yeah, we will be right back. Stay tuned. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. 
allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. And we are back. Thanks again so much for tuning in to the Dad DeLorean podcast. So uh, this week's streaming, I'm going to actually include some video gaming because, uh, honestly, I hadn't had a whole lot to stream this week because really all we've had to watch is The Bad Batch. And uh, that was a great episode just because we uh, got to see a little bit more of The Batch going and doing another job, only this time we run across the Martez sisters, which, honestly, the Martez sisters' storyline during the Clone Wars Season 7 really felt like it was kind of a throwaway story, and there was nothing really to connect it to anything else. I mean, you got to see a bit of Ahsoka's development out of the deal, but other than that, like, you didn't get a great feel for those characters, and as far as what they were doing there, why they needed to be there, other than to show Ahsoka that... Not everybody viewed the Jedi in the same way that she viewed the Jedi, and kind of it really kind of made her realize she didn't need to return to the Order. But they are doing a great job of pulling callbacks from different things, bringing different things in, including the Martez sisters, and now we find out that they are working for somebody who is a mysterious member of the Rebel Alliance, it would seem, and they were also after the same MacGuffin that the clone troopers were. And so that was really the uh, point of the whole episode, was just kind of them going after a thing and the Bad Batch realizing that they had the ability to capture this item from the Martez sisters, which was a uh, head from a commander droid, which there was conveniently only one left. I found that interesting. Like, they really accounted for every single one of those commander droids? Okay. But uh, they were going to get, take it back to uh, Sid, played by the magnificent Rhea Perlman, as always. Like, just she played a great job in the episode where they introduced her. She did great this episode too, and uh, just really kind of they're basically getting this to have her provide it to some shadowy buyer, and the Martez sisters are trying to get it for somebody who is a shadowy member of the rebellion. Obviously, they're probably not the same person. We don't know who either one of them is at this point, but it was very interesting to see that. And the, the sisters mentioning that it's a group of rogue clones thought you might want to know. You don't get a good look at whoever it is who is uh, being enshrouded on this hologram, but you definitely get the sense that there's going to be something important going on there. So that is what happened this week on The Bad Batch. Also, we've been going back, Amanda and I have been re-watching The Nanny, and can I just say for a moment here, I really miss the days where the uh, shows that you watched basically had like an entire song that was pretty much just a recap of the uh, pilot episode. Like, 
The Nanny, that was a very unique experience for me. And I mean, it wasn't the only show that had a theme song like that, but I mean, it was very much the most like blatantly obvious one. Like, she was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her fanny. Like, that whole, like, you're basically telling the entire plot of the pilot so that anybody who has not come into this show before knows where they started out here. And then, you know, you're picking up from there where you've got this kind of fish out of water, the nanny who is not really trained as a nanny, but she winds up being good for the kids and all of that. And so it's been fun to go back and kind of rediscover that. And Madeline Zima's character of Gracie, like, I'd forgotten how much time she had spent in therapy and like just kind of the... She got a lot of the really great straight man kind of humor lines that were really just fantastic. And the episode where Fran accidentally eats her imaginary friend and come to find out that the reason that she quote-unquote killed the imaginary friend is because she didn't need her anymore. Like, it, And the uh, doctor in that particular situation was none other than uh, Mrs. Petrelli from Heroes, which barely recognizable it was one of those moments where my wife and i are sitting there looking like we know her from something what do we know her from and then i pulled out my phone pull up imdb and i looked and i was like you're never gonna believe this yeah so uh that was that was a lot of fun just kind of going back and going to rediscover some of those old sitcoms because really i mean they were they were a lot of fun back then like i I don't really watch a ton of sitcoms nowadays because I feel like they've gotten very formulaic in that they have what they're going to do, and it's not always something that I'm interested in. But it definitely, like, going back and rewatching some of the classics, I mean, it's kind of a comfort thing. It, it's a lot of fun. You get the good laughs out of it and all of that. So, yeah, that was uh, what was going on there. And then also this week, I have been closing out the season for Fortnite. So this was the second season that I have done the Battle Pass on Fortnite. And the first season that I did it was specifically because they had the Mandalorian as a achievable character. And I really, you know, being the dad DeLorean as all after I am, being the dad DeLorean that I am, I really wanted to have that as a skin. And so going through and earning it was possibly the worst grind that I have ever done. Now, granted, I didn't start this until like the last month of the season. And in order to completely unlock everything on that suit of armor, you had to go through all 100 levels of the uh, battle pass. That is not a short grind by any stretch of the imagination and I was playing it into the wee hours of the morning on more than one occasion but I did finally grind out all of that got my complete Mandalorian Beskar armor the whole nine yards so I, I've got that this time I was like you know what I want to see if it's a little bit more enjoyable maybe while I am not trying to focus on getting the one thing that I want out of it and just kind of having fun with it so I went ahead I sprung for it and it's been fun. It's one of those things, like, I realize going into it that I'm probably not the best player at anything, but I feel like I'm really good at this. Like, it not, like, I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm going to go pro or anything like that, but, like, either the average Fortnite player is blindingly mediocre, or I'm actually halfway decent at it. I have fewer games than a number of my friends on this but i actually have gotten much higher in terms of the number of top 25 and top 10 finishes this season i am currently at 14 victory royales i've 
I'm trying to see if I can score one more before the season ends tomorrow. Because, you know, just 15 seems like a nice round number to have since I'd only had one in the previous season. So it was, but it was one of those things where I didn't expect to be able to get that far. But I've been consistently getting into the top 10, top 5 for a lot of matches. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of a younger crowd playing this, but it's very interesting because I try to play usually in the evenings later in at night when you're probably not going to have as many of the kids so much as the adults who play. And that way the competition goes up quite a bit. But it was definitely a fun experience for me getting to go through and play that and actually like finding something that I'm decent at. And I think part of it is I am not the builder type. Like, you know, you get into the games and you get those people who like, I'm going to build this 17 story structure and try to snipe you from the top of it kind of thing. And that's really not the way that I play it. I really do like take a more traditional hard charging first person shooter kind of approach to it. And in doing so, I think it catches some of the players off guard. Also, I do try like to snipe people from a distance. So I've gotten really good with the bows this year or this season. And especially the fire bow has kind of been my go-to for a lot of stuff. Although the explosive bow is becoming a big help to me as well. But the uh, fire bow, what I've figured out is if somebody starts building a big structure and builds it out of wood, you just wait until they're up high enough that the uh, fall will kill them and then you burn it to the ground. And I've dropped that on more than one person and it's been rather amusing. The explosive bow, I also have figured out that if somebody tries to take the cover under something if you can place your shot with the explosive bow just right you'll hit them and it will blow up in an enclosed area because they basically just built a box around themselves to get things to explode into so it's been very really kind of fun getting to figure out all of those little strategies ins and outs it'll be interesting to see what the next season does and kind of how that all goes i'm definitely going to probably be playing a little bit during this next season probably not as hard as this one but definitely i've been enjoying getting the time in there and actually feeling like i'm competitive at a video game for once in my life because i will be honest with you i go back and i look at it and i think most of the time when i've been quote-unquote competitive it's when i've been playing it against lower competition i to this day have a great memory of going over to one of my wife's brother's friend's houses during Thanksgiving when Thanksgiving was at their house and going in there and being like the older gamer of the group because they were all, you know, teens at this point, walking in, absolutely mopping the floor with everybody there and then walking out after one game. And that was like my thing. But I let that legend live on, even though if I had stayed, they probably would have destroyed me eventually. But I was able to walk in there and kind of leave everybody in awe. So it was kind of amusing at that point in time. So, uh, But I don't get that feeling a lot. But I've been having a lot of that in Fortnite as of late where I've been able to go and uh, mop the floor. I My last game last night, I decided I was going to be very upfront trying to uh, fight my way through a bunch of stuff. And so I dropped into a busier spot. And I think I wound up racking up 10 kills in one match. So that was different for me because I don't usually rank a ton of kills because I'm usually dropping further out on the map picking up my stuff and then kind of picking people off as I go so uh, it was new anyway we're gonna head to our last break and then we'll come back with our poddex question of the week stay tuned in business you rarely hear the expression for life 
you make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. And we're back. All right, so this week's question from our Poddex interview deck for the Poddex question of the week is, what is left on your bucket list? Honestly, right now, I think the biggest thing on my bucket list is getting to explore the U.S. with my family. Uh, that is something that just... There's a lot of places that we would like to go see, like to go visit, places that we've never been before, or places that at least some of us have been before that others have not. I think specifically of Yellowstone. My wife has never been to Yellowstone. Obviously, neither of my boys have never ever been to Yellowstone. I've been to Yellowstone. I've had the privilege of being there on two separate occasions. I always tell the story of the first occasion being when my dad nearly got himself taken hostage during a hostage situation in the 80s. I actually did find corroborating proof that that actually happened because I was able to find the story about the hostage situation on the internet, surprisingly enough. Deseret News, I think, is where it was. Still had it from their archives from all the way back in, I think it was 1986. So it was one of those things that I was like, did that really happen or was I imagining it? And I wound up Googling hostage situations in the 80s at Yellowstone, and it turned out that there was one where somebody went and took people hostage and uh yeah that was uh what happened there so that was a very interesting one but then like the grand canyon you know i part of me really wants to go down route 66 and i know it's not what it used to be like ever since the interstate highway system came along you know i think about that whole montage in cars where they're talking about when what happened when that road became not the thing anymore and so, like, but it's always been a place that's fascinated me, kind of just to be able to go and check all of that out. Just going across the country, like, even, like, the trip that we just took going down to California, like, stopping at random places like truck stops, like, it gave me a certain sense of, like, life that was very unique from, you know, you think about everything that's going on there. You've got truckers moving goods and materials across the country into different places so that people have the ability to do that. I don't think a lot of people truly understand, you know, stuff that shows up at Target does not just show up at Target. I mean, it has to go through the Target warehouse system. In order to get to the Target warehouse system, it has to take a truck to wherever their distribution center is from wherever it was manufactured. Like, there's so much that goes on, and really realizing that truck stops are kind of the hub of all of that and yeah i mean there's always the uh well there's unsavory characters at truck stops well yeah i undoubtedly so but at the same time like these guys are out there just trying to make a living and they're making a living doing something that you know i would never want the job of a truck driver because it seems like it would be long hours on the road and like i i hear that you can make decent money at it but i don't necessarily think that the time away from the family would be a thing for me and like 
I, I, I just, I don't think it would be a job that I'd be really great at. But at the same time, like, I really have an appreciation for the ability that they have and the fact that they are, you know, crisscrossing the country, getting to go different places. And it's probably not a glamorous life by any stretch of the imagination, but just being able to do that and having the ability to do that and really providing for a lot of what we use as Americans. I think that's a very fascinating place to be. And so like just getting to go out there, there was a certain amount of invigoration that came from getting to travel that I've not had in a while. And I mean, even just traveling like by plane, like I get a certain level from there just because we're exploring different places. But there's something different about when you're actually driving across the country. And like, I remember driving across the country with my friend Michael when we went to his, I think it was his junior year of college and he was taking a car back and just getting to see the different places, getting to see the national parks, going through Yellowstone, going through Glacier, going through Wind Cave National Park, seeing Mount Rushmore, seeing Niagara Falls for the first time was a mind-blowing experience because I don't think I had any real concept of exactly how big those falls were, you know, coming from Oregon where you see Multnomah Falls. And Multnomah Falls is a really tall and beautiful piece of waterfall, but to see something the size of Niagara Falls where you've got all of these different lakes coming into confluence together and the giant falls and then you think about you know people like houdini making jumps over the falls in a barrel kind of thing like it just it blows your mind when you're looking at it up close and getting to see you know new york city you know growing up in portland i think that that's a metropolitan area going into new york city was a completely different experience for me because it's so much bigger of a city and so getting to see all of that getting to see kind of the unique things that make america unique going to places like Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is only about 30 minutes away from where my brother-in-law and sister-in-law have gone to take a job, or going to Disney World even. Like, one of the things that I thought about is, you know, having the ability to use a travel trailer in the Disney Camp, or Fort Wilderness, I think is the name of the resort there. It's going to be more expensive than a typical RV park, but at the same time, it's going to be cheaper than going to a hotel. And I think that'll be a lot of fun to be able to do that with the boys eventually. So, and you know, there's states we haven't seen. I mean, Tennessee, I think I may have crossed Tennessee briefly, but I've never been to places like Nashville, things like that. And so getting the opportunity to be able to do that and to do that with my family and really be able to explore kind of the different nooks and crannies and, you know, small town America, the Midwest, all of that getting to go to the different places. That is really, I think, the biggest thing on my bucket list right now. So that is our episode for this week. Thanks again so much for tuning in this week. If you want to be able to support the podcast, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash the dad DeLorean. And on there, we have options where you can do a one-time donation to help us kind of keep the lights on. Or if you want to go ahead and become a member, become a member of our dad DeLorean covert, there is the option to do that for a price of $3 a month or $30 a year. If you want to pay for it for the year in advance, you can do that. And you will get previews of the next episode the day before they release. And we also have our get-together of the Dad DeLorean Covert, which currently consists of an Xbox Live party getting together and playing games. I don't know, if it's something where we have people moving in from different platforms that may not have an Xbox One, then uh, definitely we will consider something like Discord, something like that. I've just never really done Discord, and so that's something that would be new to me, and I'd have to figure that out. But uh, yeah, hope you are having a great week. Whatever you guys are doing, I hope you're crushing it. And remember, parenting is a complicated profession. Stay safe out there. Take care, my friends.
in business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.